Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning comes from St. Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30, and can be found on page 1513 of your pew Bible. Matthew records, At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. You know, just because you don't believe it, that doesn't mean that it is not true. For example, when President Kennedy was assassinated, many first heard the news out on the school playground. Students came to tell each other of the news and some thought that these students were trying to play some sort of a very cruel prank. Some didn't believe a word of it. And even so, a few days later, those students were gathered together in the classroom watching the funeral of John F. Kennedy. Many didn't believe it when they heard it but it was the truth nonetheless. And just because you do believe it, well, that doesn't mean that it's true. You know, about once a week, I receive a piece of information, either text or in my email box, and that information... Uh, tells me that, uh, oh, it's really good news, that an Ethiopian prince wants to share his inheritance with me. Oh, you, you, you've got that same one. Well, all I have to do is give him my bank account information and passwords, and we're co-heirs. And additionally, apparently, I just won the Canadian lottery. Yay me. 
And there is somebody that is always trying to get a hold of me regarding a warranty on a car that I've never owned. And did you know, did you hear this, that Bill Gates and Microsoft are wanting to send me a check and all I have to do is provide them with your email addresses. You can thank me later. All of these email messages and thousands of others like them are false. And despite this fact, millions of internet users all over the world, they continue to forward these emails to their friends because they think they are true. And people often make the mistake, the same mistake in their spiritual lives as well. It's heartbreaking, but I have often heard many people say something like this. Quotes, air quotes. When I think of God, I see an all-inclusive God who just loves everyone. I just can't accept a God who judges and condemns something as old-fashioned as sin. No, my God is different. There's also an anonymous philosopher. Anonymous wrote a lot of things. And he said this, On the sixth day, God created man. And on the seventh day, man returned the favor. People have used God's gifts of knowledge and wisdom to come up with all kinds of custom designer gods. Roger, we talked about this just yesterday, the philosophies of this world, right? There are people in this world who believe that the proper application of reason can discover the true God. But when reason turns up a variety of different gods, they just simply say this, that God means different things to different people. And any person's concept of God is legitimate for that person. And when such people hear about the true God, they often refuse to believe. Why? Well, because the true God doesn't match their personal image of God. God created in their own image. They fall prey to the false idea that just because they don't like the God of the Bible, well, he doesn't exist. And Jesus dealt with the same kind of thoughts in his day. Jesus declared this, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. The wise and understanding that Jesus speaks of are those who use their wisdom and their understanding to create their own designer God and then refuse to believe the true God when he stands before them in the person of Jesus Christ. And such people may not realize it, but by making their God conform to their wisdom and understanding, they are placing themselves over their God. 
They are making themselves into their, their God's boss. This is a problem. This is a problem that mankind has had ever since Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. Now, Jesus contrasted those who are wise and understanding in the world's eyes with those who are like little children in the world's eyes. And the Greek word that is translated as little children can also mean those who think like children. Now, this is, be careful here. Listen carefully. That does not mean that these are those who are childish, but those who are childlike. Such people realize that their wisdom and understanding aren't that great. They're humble. They understand that any God that conforms to the wisdom and understanding of any mere human being can't really be much of a God. And Jesus declared this. He said, No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except, except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. With these words, Jesus tells us that no one can know anything specific about God unless God reveals it to him. And more specifically, God the Father and God the Son have a natural knowledge of each other. The only way for anyone who is not God to know the true God is for Jesus, the Son of God, to reveal this knowledge to him. As Jesus told Thomas and the other disciples in John 14, he said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Jesus alone is the only one who is God and man. And Jesus alone is the only one who reveals God to man. So, what does Jesus reveal to us about God? Well, Jesus continued his statements with these words. He said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And here we learn, he reveals that God wants to relieve us of our burdens and give us rest. When God created the world, work was a joy. It was always fulfilling. And Adam and Eve could go to sleep at the end of the day knowing that their work was pleasing in God's sight. And that all changed. That all changed when Adam and Eve sinned. And work became a burden. Today, even those who really enjoy their work have days of frustration. 
For most people, work is a necessary evil that puts food on the table, clothes on a back, and a roof over the head. And for some, it is something to avoid at all costs if possible. And the real burden, though, is something much worse than the frustration of an unfulfilling job. It is the knowledge that no matter what we do, it is never good enough. It is the knowledge that we have so many sins that we don't even know about most of them. It is the terror of eternal punishment that sin deserves. It is the terrible realization that no amount of labor on our part can set us free from the burden of this punishment. And when Jesus reveals God, well, he reveals him as one who invites those who suffer under the burden of their sin to come to him for rest. Only Jesus, only Jesus can relieve us of our burdens and give us rest from our sin and from our guilt. For Jesus is the only one who is and was worthy enough to take our burden of sin from us. It is only Jesus who walked this earth in perfection. And therefore, only Jesus can lift the labor and burden of sins from us and place them upon himself. He is the only one who could carry our burden with his labor of suffering and death on the cross. He is he who carried our sin burden to the grave, even as he was buried. He is he who left our sin burden buried forever with his resurrection from the dead. This, this is the God who Jesus reveals to us. The one true God who wishes to relieve us of our burden of sin and replace it with his rest. So, how do we, here in the 21st century, receive the gifts of rest that Jesus reveals to us and earned for us. How do we receive it? Well, his words, his words connect us to him. His words still reveal the God who wants to relieve us of our burden. His words still reveal the God who wants to give us rest. As Jesus' word reveal true God to us, the Holy Spirit uses those words to create faith, faith in us. It is this gift of faith that trusts in Jesus only that receives the true rest of the forgiveness of sins. It is through this gift of faith that the Holy Spirit gives us all of God's good gifts. 
Jesus Christ offers himself to us in his word and in his sacrament. He is the only word that reveals God to us. His word is the only word that removes the burden of sin and replaces it with the rest of righteousness. His word is the only word through which the Holy Spirit works faith. His word is an open invitation to all men to find their temporal and eternal rest in the God-man, Jesus the Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen.